Taco Brothers Podcast. Where two brothers from another mother come together to talk about what's going on in urban pop culture, sports, music, health, and real issues that face our community. These people here, what they do, they, they, they for real. All straight with no chaser and a splash of comedy. <laughs> Very funny. This is Talk, Talk, Talk of Brothers Podcast. Let's get this thing going. And now your hosts, Godi and Smash. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Goldie. And it's your boy, Smash, coming at you. And want to welcome you guys to another episode of the Talk of Brothers podcast, episode 12, Smash. How you feel about that? Man, 12, man. It don't even seem like it. It seems like we <laughs> only been doing this for a couple of days now. Yes, yeah, time flies when you're having fun. That's what they say. <laughs> What's good What's with been you? going on with you, man? Oh man, nothing. Same old, same old. Just a, just a different week, man. Just uh, grinding along and always looking at the time to spend with the family. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The summertime, you get that quality, quality time. You're getting closer to closer. I tell that you time what, for heaven to say bye bye. Oh yeah, yeah. She getting ready to leave, <laughs> man. That's that's the only thing I'm not looking forward to about this summer coming to an end. But you know, she got to grow up sometimes. So that's. That's my yep. baby though. Yeah. What uh I tell you though, this uh these days, man, they're going by quick though. Like when you off, man, it seems like that clock just on super speed, well. I know you'd be at you'd be at work and you'd be working and you look at the clock and it say like ten o'clock and you look back down to your work and look back up and say ten oh five. Yeah, it'd be crazy, man. <laughs> What's good with you this week? Oh, nothing, man. I'm just same old slow boogie, just working. Uh, trying to keep the kids occupied, keep them from, uh, you know, killing each other. They got too much idle time on their hands, so I try to keep them with some kind of construct- constructive endeavors going on so they, <laughs> <laughs> we can all get along. But is, it, is it working? Uh, sometimes, but not all the time. But, you know, if, if it do, that hot sun, put them out in the yard for about a good hour or so. that That'll cool their spirits off. <laughs> what's what's the temperature out there today? Man, I just I just asked Alexa this morning. It was ninety eight, <laughs> humidity of fifty five percent. Wow. Yeah, so man. So you know what that humidity feel feels like about another ten degrees hotter. Yeah, no doubt. I know Texas stay hot, man. Damn. But let yeah. me tell you something though, man. What's that? I went to. Before we start this podcast, man, I stopped at the gas station, give <laughs> me some right. gas, and pick up some little knickknacks. And let me tell you folks this, all right? If you're going <laughs> to gas station, man, and you're going to buy lottery tickets and all that kind of stuff, and you see a long line, be courteous and let the next man go, man, because we set up in there and watched this dude. He bought $85 worth of lottery tickets, bro. And I'm 85. talking about $85. That's not including his... his his auto picks for the regular lottery, right? Oh, man. So he's in there. At $85, I would think that you would be a pro at this by now, right? Right. So we got this long line, and he said, let me get three of these. Let me get two of these. Let me get one of those. Let me get five of these. I'm like, <laughs> dude, come on, man. We got a whole line here with people trying to get through. Yeah. So the, the moral of my story is just step out the line. Or the dude, if you that dude or that woman that's trying to buy these lottery tickets and these scratch-offs, know what you want before you get in the line. Man, they had an old white guy behind me, man. It was funny because he was just like, forget it. You know, the clean version. And <laughs> yeah. just threw his stuff on the counter and walked out. <laughs> but my thing, is, my thing is, how could you, do you really think that you would win the lottery by just buying onesies, twosies, or would you just buy the whole roll? I mean, Scratch, I was like, you ain't gonna win that much. I mean, you'll win enough, but $80 worth, he he might end up doubling his money, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's worth it, but no, the I'm whole world, how much is that gonna cost? I don't know, a couple hundred maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> but don't know. I think my odds would be better to buy the roll versus than just onesies, twosies. But then yeah. here's the kicker here's the make you this would make really made me laugh. So he goes in there so much, he was like, hey man. I came in here last night. Did, was your register ten dollars over? Like the like the Middle Eastern guy was gonna be like, yeah, my register was ten dollars over. He was like, <laughs> man, uh, 
I know I, I left an extra ten here. He was like, "Nah, man, my register was short two or three dollars." Like that's a smart, that's a smart dude right there. <laughs> Who, who's gonna say I was ten dollars over? Right. <laughs> like I owe you ten dollars. Like I owe you ten. But he was gracious enough and gave the dude two extra scratch offs because I guess he's a you know a regular in there. A regular. Okay. Yeah, man. That, that's that's just my pet peeve for the day, man. Just be courteous <laughs> to everybody behind you because it is considered a convenience store. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the store is in, the name is in the store, huh? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> nah, I got you. Yeah, I ain't. I never ran into that uh that situation where somebody buying that many lottery tickets. Yeah, it was amazing. I'd never seen nobody do it either, but I was like, okay, brother, I guess you got a system that works for you, but Really, he could just hand me that eighty-five dollars, and I can invest it in my gas tank. <laughs> he got me thinking, though. I might just try to go do the eighty dollars and just see how it work out. Yeah, but if you get the whole roll, I mean, if you buy from one particular one roll, you know, yeah. one set, but for you to just buy two here, one there, three there, four here, you know, I don't think your odds are any better by doing it that way. But who know? I'm not a gambler, so I wouldn't know. So all my listeners <laughs> out there, if you gamblers, let me know. The method behind this this scratch off madness. Right. <laughs> so what's going on, man? So I'm sitting here, and I'm I'm I was reading the day, and I come across Chance the Rapper buys a news website. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I remember you, you had sent me the link, and I was I was trying to read to see you know what I'm saying what he was going what he was going to do with that. And um, it's actually pretty interesting. I guess he's uh, mad about the news that's being reported. So I agree with it, man. Like if you, you know, that's another gives us another platform to go out there and um, put the news out that's reflecting what's going on in the areas where we live. I mean, you know, right. you got the NFL stars kneeling, but the, the message that they're kneeling for ain't getting out there. So maybe with this um news you know news uh website he'll be able to help share that a little more and people start realizing what we are seeing that obviously they aren't seeing yeah and and for what he's doing i mean it's miraculous man this dude is a 25 year old young man and he's such he's so conscious and that's yeah. what really takes me aback by him that he's such so conscious and and like we said in up at past episodes where a lot of people with the buy back uh buy back the block episode T.I. is one of those that doesn't mind risking his stardom to help others. And he's one of those people that, Chance is one of those people that doesn't mind risking his stardom to make a difference in his community, you know? So he came out with four songs and one stuck out, you know, stuck out like a sore thumb. I might, I might need security. And that's what, you know, turned everybody on to him buying the Chicagoists. And uh, that was, for me, you know, I'm big on controlling the narrative. Let me control the narrative. Let me speak for myself. I don't need you to speak right. for me because if you speak for me, then you may, something that I say may be lost in translation or you just refuse to, to speak about it, period. So that is definitely a, a, a good track, a good look for him to do that. And that just think how many people, not only Chicago, that can follow that lead, that can branch off and do things like, uh, like Russell, what's his name? Uh, Russell Simmons and, and those guys with their with their different websites and they you know for advertisement and, and clothing and fashion, but he's doing it more for an empowerment aspect. Uh, how many people does he touch on a daily basis? How many people will he be able to touch on a daily basis uh, by controlling the narrative? Yeah, and that's and that's what I like because in that song you're talking about it, uh, one of the little lines that he got there is. He bought it to run run you races out of business, which his whole purpose is to give what he was saying when in the interview, his whole purpose is to give a diverse, a more diverse voice to uh, the media and people who are reading it. Because a lot of times you go on the news, man, and it's just what they make of it. And then as you look into it more, you're like, man, it ain't even reported like that. You know, it's not exactly <laughs> it's not fake news, but it's not. <laughs> Correct all news. the news yeah <laughs> so it's just I, I like it man I'm, I'm big on diversity because we're all in this built mel big melting pot of America and I mean we all need to work together we all living together let's all work together you know yeah. so I, I, and I you know for me you know I'm big on grassroots I'm big on, on grassroots so I'm, I just want to I'm just glad to see that he's given you know he's given his community uh, independent voice versus what's already out there you know so 
that's gonna be great, big. Just think how many promotions he can do for his community as far as entertainment and uh, social social issues. Oh and, yeah, and those type of things, man. It's 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 a great thing, man. I'm glad to see that chances. You know, backing up his, you know, like he gave that million dollars to, to public schools. Yeah. So he didn't disappear. He's still trying to build on it and still trying to grow it. So big shout out to, to Chance, man. Good job. And I, I like when, uh, like you saying, the grassroots, I, I, I just love when these artists just really give back to their um to where they grew up, their area, Chicago being Chance, Atlanta being T.I. I, I like when they do that. And I, I'm liking the fact that it's becoming more public because... I think if our youth sees them doing that, then it's going to make them like, oh, I want to do that instead of like, you know, I want to grow up and sell drugs like the old songs that we used to listen to. You know, they want to go out and like put back into the community when they do get big or do something, you know? Yep, definitely. And that's the big thing, man. We, we trying to give these kids something to something to see other than the, the poverty situation that they're in. You know, you can see the drug dealer on the block. You can see uh, the crime. You can hear the bullets flying. But to, to, for him to be able to show something positive, that you can be something other than what your neighborhood is providing you, which is a poverty situation and things that lead to, to crime and all those type of different things, this is definitely um, a good channel, man. It's a good channel. I, I, I'm just, I can't wait to see how he expounds on it and what does he do with this uh with this website Chance if you're listening You know Talker Brothers will Always would, would love To have a chance To speak their voice Within the Chicagoists As well you know, So shouts out to Chance On uh, owning the Chicagoists No doubt So speaking of Controlling the narrative What's your take on Your boy uh, Kawhi Leonard Being traded to The Raptors <laughs> Well I knew and I think we talked about this too, but I knew that wherever Kawhi got traded to, it was not going to be anywhere in the West. Like, you'd be a fool if you traded him to another team that you have to play against. So, I, I didn't really see him going to the Raptors, but I think, <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, he he spoke up, said he wanted to be traded. So, it's, it's, it's like the old saying, be careful what you wish for, you know. So who do you think he pissed off in San Antonio? Not only did he get traded out of the West, but he got traded to the East and out the country. <laughs> <laughs> I never looked at it like that. <laughs> I was, it probably was old Popovich, man. He probably made Pops mad. <laughs> he made somebody mad, bro. But my thing is, you know, with Kawhi, he doesn't speak. He doesn't come in the media. So you don't know what he's thinking. You right. know what I'm saying? You don't know... Who's right or who's wrong on this situation? Was San Antonio wrong or was was he right? Or it, it just confuses me that all of a sudden you want to leave. And I understand the stories. Like I don't believe nothing nobody says unless it comes out the horse's mouth. Right. You know. So for him to not have to speak in the media, for him not to speak in the media and give me an opinion of why you want out of San Antonio, how do you feel about you going now that you're in the East? Um, you know, everything's come out say that he wants to go to LA, 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 LA. So are you are you giving a real tantrum as an adult <laughs> to, to try to get out of San Antonio to get to LA, and this is the the outcome of it, or was it something totally different? I'm confused totally by this because the dude won't come out and speak. Yeah, and and that's what I said. Like uh, Kawhi is like the most silent. Or quiet star in the NBA He's like one of the top five players in the NBA But a lot of people don't You know if you don't follow basketball You don't know about him Like you would a LeBron James Or D-Wade or somebody like that And I just think like I think he didn't really approach The management As far as being pop or the front office I don't think he approached them in the, the right way he said hey like you know what I'm saying? I, I'm thinking I need a change of scenery, whatever. But I think he just like, hey, I don't want to play for y'all no more. And they're like, what? Wait a minute. Because I, I remember seeing reports they tried to talk to him and everything. But I don't know if he opened up those talks or what. Or if he was negative when he was in those talks. But, hey. And see, and, and this, this, you know how you write a you write a text to somebody. And you like, this is just my humble opinion. Yeah. This is just my humble opinion because we don't know yeah, we what don't. Kawhi is thinking. You know what I'm saying? It's like, come out, come out, man. And, and it's and it's kind of hard, man, because I watch ESPN and and uh, I think her name is Beetle. And she was bashing 
uh, I mean, she went in on on Kawhi. You know what I'm saying? Talking okay. about he's a he's a a jacket childish and and how could you feel this way? Well, you don't know what he feels because he's not saying anything. Right. He doesn't talk. You know, it's it's your word versus his word. You know, San Antonio word. You know, it's just like anything. It's like San Antonio has such a great reputation of being this 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 sound organization. We can't we can't say that everything that they do is totally correct. Right. There there possibly have to be mistakes made on both parties. So you can't bash one or the other. We just have to wait till one day Kwai comes out and says, "Hey, this would happen," and I was just. You know, I was trying to have this temper tantrum because I want to get to to LA by any means necessary. But do you think he's going to turn out to be? Do you think he's going to show up to camp one? And do you think he's going to truly perform at a Kawhi Leonard level for the Toronto Raptors? I, I think he will show up and perform. I don't know about camp, <laughs> but I think he will show up and perform because um, I he, on the back end he has to be thinking like. Let me play good so maybe I can get traded to another team, you know, get out of here, get out of here as quick as I can. But you never know. He might go up there and like it. But I, I think he will play if he's um, the caliber of person I think he is. I've heard rumors that he might just sit out this year, but I don't know how that affects your money-wise. Now, now I wouldn't – then I'll go in on him if he sit out. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because at, at this point in time, everything that Beatles said that would be that would mean she would he would be selfish. I mean, you're being selfish. You know what I'm saying? You're under contract. Fulfill your contract. You, if you really didn't want to be traded, you should have asked for no trade clause. But you True. should show up and play. But my thing is now, where who do you think would who you think is a better player? Who you think got the best of this trade? San Antonio or Toronto? Uh, right now, I would have to say Toronto because I mean. And I'm not putting them down uh, Kawhi at all. But honestly, DeRozan is not a bad player. So, I mean, like, it's kind of a one-for-one with, I mean, to me. I mean, not saying. But you think he's a franchise player, DeRozan? Not right now. But, I mean, he has the potential to be. And you got to think about it, too. Like, Tony Parker left. So, maybe Kawhi was seeing this team starting to disravel anyway so yeah. he was just like let yeah. me get out because he maybe he knew tony was gonna leave i don't even know what's but up with ginobili is is he still there ginobili he may retire he, you know you never know what yeah. he might show up in his wheelchair <laughs> put his sneakers on and he ready to hoop. <laughs> so that's what i'm saying he he has a more insight on things that you know we don't see and that none of the um people that are talking about it see so you know, like you said, it, you can't really say anything until he comes out of his mouth. But I don't know why he doesn't talk. That, that's that's me too. And why do you drive this this '90s Bronco? I understand you want to save money and stuff, but I just think that's Kawhi Leonard. You know what I'm saying? Why it's you just, on the man's Bronco, man? Hey, man. I mean, I would. I mean, I mean, if I was in his position, that would be the first thing I would probably get. I would probably get me. A better ride, but I understand it, man. You want to save your money; it's not really important what you drive, that kind of stuff. Blah 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 blah. Right. But you know, and I don't. Again, he don't speak, so I don't know how he's treating himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that would be the first thing that any normal person would be like, "Hey, I'm gonna treat myself to a to a nice a nice ride." You know, not nothing. I wouldn't say nothing too flashy, but something that's you know more reliable, reliable. than but you, than a. You know, sometimes them them old vehicles are the most reliable. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> he got the money to keep it up. Something break, he can get it fixed tomorrow. You know, so. uh, that's true. <laughs> but so, what you think? So you think where does that put? Does does that keep Toronto in the same pecking order where they currently are from last year versus this year? Now that they got quiet, or does that bump them up a little bit in the standings? And does that bump San Antonio down in the standings? I would have to say it would keep them in the same pecking on her I don't I don't see them I don't know I don't see them really going higher I don't know that's that's a that's a tough one right there because like I said I think it's I mean I know some other players came with it but I really just see them as I don't know I see that I don't know man that's a that's a tough question I, I just don't see them as being as good though like okay yeah because right now there is way too early predictions right yeah and they have the Celtics one, the 76ers two, and they have the Raptors three. And so I think 
So that basically what they're saying from last year they fell from one to three, and the Sixers moved up and the Celtics moved up. And I think for the benefit of the doubt, I would actually have to put. And you know, I'm a, you know, I love the 76ers. I'm a big 76ers fan. Okay. But I would actually have to put the Raptors back at two and have the Celtics one just because what they got coming back. But I wouldn't feel any bad. Wouldn't feel bad if somebody put the, the Raptors back at one and the Celtics too. I don't know if if the 76ers are ready to take that leap yet. But hmm. I would put them at three because I, I think the 76ers and the Pacers are are almost the same. And I really can't understand why my why the Bucks are as low as they are and the Wizards are low as they are and the Wizards just signed. Uh, What's his name? D12. Dwight Howard. Your boy. <laughs> Not my boy. But uh, <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you. Because well, I, I would actually put the Bucks ahead of the Raptors. I would, really? I would have the... I would have at least, based off of this way early prediction, I would have the Raptors probably at number five or six. The Raptors. Yeah. Because I would still have it like the Boston, the 76ers. I'd move the Bucks up. And then it'll be swapping a place or two with uh, the Wizards and the pace between the Wizards and the pace. Well, for the West, I would just, I mean, for the East, I would just, besides Boston, I would just put them all in the, in the hat, shake them up and throw them out there. And whoever <laughs> lands, you know, I don't think like Cleveland, uh, the Bulls, the Nets, the Knicks, the Hornets, your Hawks. The uh, Magic. I don't think they're playoff teams at all. But you think about Celtics, 76ers, Raptors, Pacers, Wizards, Bucks, Heat, Pistons, and I'm still not sold on the Heat. But yeah, me neither. Those those top eight, I think you could just those those seven. You could put in the hat, shake it up, man, and then let it fall where it fall. Because I don't know, it's a lot of question marks about the East going forward. And then uh, I did hear that little sly remark about my Hawks, man. Hey, we, we in the rebuilding stage right now. Hey, man. They, <laughs> listen, if they was to fall off a building, only thing would break their fall was the magic. <laughs> hey, we, 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 we in the rebuilding stage. That's all, man. It's going to be all right, Hawks fans. We, we, yeah. we coming back. Give us about two, so, three years. We'll be so back. Speaking of your Hawks, that wasn't the only trade that happened this week. Yeah. You have uh, Atlanta getting acquiring the rights to Carmelo Anthony. Mm. And the rights of uh, Schroeder has been shipped to OKC. Right. And you always telling me Atlanta always makes some dumb trades. Watch and see. Something going to happen. They're going to make a dumb move. <laughs> Do you consider this a dumb move? I do. Because they cut him instantly. As soon as they signed him, as soon as they traded for him, they cut him. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. But, yeah, I, I consider it on my part. Just on my part, I, I consider it a dumb move because I know they got him to clear up cap space and all that. But it's like, why? Like, is there, isn't there nothing else we could have did? But I, I I don't know, man. I just, I it, to me, it's looking like doing that move. We're just saying, like, okay, this season is going to be a wash, and we'll come back next season and try to try again. Oh, no, definitely. And, and the sky's getting ready to fall for what I'm getting ready to say, <laughs> defending an Atlanta team. <laughs> but I, what they're doing makes sense to me. Oh, yeah, uh, please record that so we can play it back <laughs> at a later date. <laughs> what did you say again? I couldn't hear what you. What they're doing, what the Atlanta Hawks are doing, makes sense to me. Please explain, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they, like you said, they know that they can't compete this year. So they were they were dying to get rid of Schroeder's contract. OKC is dying to stay competitive in the West, right? Right. So it just made sense for them to ship them Schroeder. Because OKC was already on record saying they don't care about the, the luxury tax. We just want talent and we want to, you know, turn the, turn the page from this Camelo thing. And Schroeder fits that bill. So they get Schroeder. Their, their uh, luxury tax skyrocket. And then 
Atlanta gets a contract that's actually expiring where they cut him so they just got to pay him and that way they give a chance for the younger guys uh, I can't remember all of them but I, I know Trey, Trey Young Trey Young yeah and it gives those guys a chance to play and mature now with that being said I hope that plan works for them I see what they're trying to do and I hope that plan works for them but I know <laughs> you you're always going to be critical of your team like we always critical of our teams <laughs> To clear that cap space and to go into this season, next 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 year's off season, right. with the chance to sign a max player type deal because next year's free agency is going to be huge. That makes sense for what they're doing. I I mean I can see your point. I guess you know um, I know it was probably time for Schroeder to go or whatever, but oh, it was past time. I didn't really understand. The signing and and I have to see it. The signing of Jeremy Lin, bringing him in. You know, I guess it brings the veteran of an yeah, NBA person to Trey Young to help him out. But um, I, I mean, I see what you're saying, and maybe next year when we get that big player. But I don't know right now. I'm still not a believer. I still gotta wait and see what's gonna happen out there. Hey man, but I tell you this much: you can go to an Atlanta Hawks game. And you bring your tennis shoes, and you just might get in the game, bro. You just, <laughs> you just might play. That's how. <laughs> we ain't that's that. how terrible that roster is, bro. We ain't that bad, man. <laughs> so I'm a defender, and then I'm gonna hit him in the gut. <laughs> nah, we ain't that bad. Too you, you had asked me a question earlier, man. Um, when we were talking, you know, just in regular conversation, do I think Atlanta can attract the big stars? And Look, wait, do you think they're cursed? Nah, I don't. And no, no, no. Let me give the, give the give the listeners <laughs> the history behind why I say that. Which which one? What history? The Deion Sanders and oh. Dominique Wilkins theory. See that that's just me, man. That's just a conspiracy theory <laughs> I have, man. Uh, back in back in the day, and y'all can go look it up. It was a Fred Fred Tokars. Uh, he was a famous lawyer in Atlanta, and he was convicted of killing it, murdering it, or having someone murder his wife. But in that time, he ran some dealings out of a club called Club 21. And at one point in time, the club was Dominique Wilkins' club. But then when Dion came to town, it became Dion's club. But when that murder investment, uh, Dominique was traded. And then during or right after that murder investigation, Dion was uh, shipped off and ever since then man I say ever since then I don't think Atlanta teams have been up to par I'm not saying they cursed but something just happened man because we we had the we had the spirit on us man it could have you know we ah man don't even get me started bro we <laughs> I, listen I wish you could see his face right now he's he's actually got a tear forming in his eye we we was old man, old Dominique Wilkins. Then we had old primetime Dion running from the Falcons right to a Braves game playing. Hey, oh man, good times, good times. But, as my mama would say, that's a good damn shame. <laughs> but keep it up, Atlanta. <laughs> ever since then, man, I just we just been. I don't know. I mean, the Falcons are coming back up, and probably more likely we'll win Super Bowl this year. So you know. That that'll shake everything up. So we'll be don't. <laughs> we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Nah, that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. Hey, I'm so, I'm gonna hold all my football be, comments to football, but it it yeah, will happen. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take my shots where I can get them. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, with these two, anything could happen on 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 those Sundays. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But what else going on in in, in today's news? Man, I know, you know, since we own the subject of basketball, I saw um, they had a little comment about Barack Obama talking about <laughs> men are getting on his nerves. <laughs> I read that and I was yeah, like, yeah, I saw like, that. What? What's, what's your take on that? I saw that. Um, based off what he was saying, I mean, based off what he's saying, I get it. If you if you look at the. And, you know, once again, we don't really like to talk political stuff on here. But if you look at the political scene that's going on out there, man, it just seemed like politics are a mess these days. I mean, they've always been a mess, but it just seemed like, man, it's like a soap opera. Every time you turn it on, there's drama, drama, drama. I mean, damn. But um, I, I, I can agree with him in this sense, in the political sense. And 
I got some other senses I could agree with it too but um no nah, I think it is time for the women to come up and start making a mark man and make some changes and shake this thing up a little bit you know yeah I mean and the quote is funny man he says men have been getting on my nerves lately <laughs> so <laughs> that's that says a lot to me that says a lot that he's lost confidence not only in his own party but just men in general to lead the country and 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 over if you go back listeners and listen to our podcast we have been uh unearthing this trend that we're starting to see that there are more women um coming into the forefront to to be able to hold these positions of political power and again we're not definitely not trying to get on this political boat at all but we just want to shed light on some some things that we see and identify and that's empowering to us as a people and that's one of them you know we're we're definitely uh pro women over here oh so yeah we definitely <laughs> want and I, anytime that i can give a big shout out to to the ladies this is definitely one of those things and and if if barack identifies and we've been saying it for a while um i think we should listen i think we should take chance chances on it and the thing about it is what's wrong with us even trying and failing because it's always been a man's world so let's try to give somebody else a chance to see how it shakes out right and that's and i'm i'm big on it man in the corporate world wherever like and politics needs it especially man i'm big on diversity and i it's just one of those things like you don't see a lot of women sitting in the congress having their say or you might not see a lot of african marriage you might not see a lot of asians a lot of mexicans whatever or latinos um you know it's like we got to have diversity man this country is diverse let's have some birth some diversity let's have some new ideas like i don't agree with these um congress people having a long term to you know like strom thurman was in there till he was like a hundred and something years old <laughs> like come on man like let's let's bring up these women these women are smart and we've been knowing this for years these women are smart yep. let's bring them to the yep. table see what they got because like right now I agree with Barack. They're getting on my nerves because we're doing some but, dumb things. But in a basketball term, now that he says that, do you think that's an alley-oop to get Michelle Obama in, get some kind of office? I, I actually don't believe so because I, I believe that just um, seeing some interviews that Michelle has done and probably seeing the toll it took on their family for eight years, I don't think she yeah. really wants too much to do with politics other than going to speak on behalf of somebody. I think she wants to, I think she likes the background better than being in the forefront because then she would have to put her family back into that spotlight again. So I agree. A lot of people I, want I her, even, but you know, I, I wouldn't, but, but again, somebody has to. Somebody has to buck that system to make that change continuously happen. We can't take that. We can't take that. That stance, that man. It was so such. It was so rough on on Barack that I don't want to even face that challenge. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if it's opportunity for her, I would. I understand, but I would still want because she's such. We hold Michelle at such high regards, man. It's like she's like. <laughs> I think you would have Beyonce and her are like fighting for. The number one, you know, <laughs> for us in that yeah. category. So I, I don't think that we should dismiss it. But if she does dismiss it, I totally understand why she would. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't dismiss it. Um, and I know there's been rumors out there that Oprah might run. That's more of a possibility than don't anything. Don't get me started. But not even gonna go there with you so <laughs> i know how you feel about that we'll we'll, we'll cover that at a later date <laughs> not even gonna go there with you <laughs> but when i but, i ain't gonna lie though when i first saw this i thought he was gonna be talking about um like the um what's that uh hashtag um with the men getting in trouble with the sexual assault uh me too i thought he was gonna be talking about the me too moment and then when i read the actual article he was saying how we are because the parties are tripping whether you republican conservative democrat whatever like they all tripping man at right now at this stage i mean but he but he did speak on it he didn't say that in, in detail but he said what's wrong with us we're violent we're bullying um we just need to handle our business you know 
stop with the behind the behind the scenes shenanigans and just take care of business. Be who that be there for who you there for is the people and be there for the people. But like you said, we need to allow some other ideas and ideologies to to take its uh, take its toll on our society so that we can uh see something different you know oh, see yeah. something happen differently but again i'm always saying we're gonna need it we need to take care of our own we need to we need not oh, yeah. ask for a handout so uh things like chance is doing things like ti and everybody else doing that's reaching back and and doing those type of things it will bubble up to the surface at some point in time may not be in our lifetime but at some point in time it's going to all those those guidance and know that leadership is going to bubble up to the top and, and definitely take hold and we'll see a difference we'll see a change hopefully sooner than later oh yeah i, I think it's gonna come soon man um we'll see i mean we almost had it in there with hillary i know a lot of people didn't like that but you know barack supported her i support who barack support <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but who knows? But anyway, yeah. I'm gonna get off this. I'm gonna get off this politic thing. But I just thought that was an interesting um, statements for him to make. So. Nah, I agree with you on that. <laughs> so you um you been watching TV lately? A little bit. You um you heard about all this drama going on with uh the little comedian slash night host Trevor Noah about what he said about the French soccer team? Oh, yeah, yeah, that I. <laughs> that had me laughing but it also had me in that hmm moment you know to to really when he first said it and uh i do catch his show every now and then yeah um my wife watches it all the time and she actually sent me the article um well actually sent me the clip of of the response to what he said to what the french ambassador whatever he was but Initially, I was like, "That's funny, man." South Africa won the won the World Cup, right? <laughs> in, in essence, yeah, they did because it was all African descent on the team, and they all were from Africa, right? Right. So, but I understand what the French is saying, also. But I will say this: Why can't I, like Noah said, why can't I? Uh, celebrate my blackness, right. you know. A, a fellow celebrate where I'm from. Why can't I? Why can't that be a part of the celebration? Why do I have to dismiss it? And I only can say that I'm from France because I'm not just from France. You know, that's right. just like saying you're from. You can only say I'm from North Dakota when you're <laughs> from Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I need to be able to represent whatever makes me happy wherever I come from. I should be able to represent that. Nah. And I think. It went, just went over the top of the French head on that one, I think. Yeah, and I, I agree with Trevor Noah. I mean, and I think out of anybody, he had more of a right to say it because he's, he's from Africa or part African too, you know what I mean? So uh, Exactly. I, I think he's from Africa, if I'm not mistaken. He is. Yeah, so South Africa. he had way more of a, a reason to say it than almost anybody else that I know of. So, and it just goes, I mean, it goes to show, man, like, and I get what the French are saying. Like, they include everybody as one. But at the same time, like, you know that they're from Africa. I mean, just let it be, man. It wasn't nothing harmful or nothing like nah, that. And it know? was actually a joke, but then he had to, then it had to turn serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I, I like the way that he handled it. He he handled it eloquently. And oh, yeah. he spoke spoke on it the way that I, that I didn't even think about speaking on it. Because I was just like, man, what's wrong with this dude, man? They're from Africa, and he was—it was just a joke. That's where they're from. Yeah. But then when he when he started speaking on it the following night, it made sense to me. Where he's he, the video, he, it just made sense to me that why should we diminish one aspect of our culture to just say that we're this, we're just France, or we're an American, or we're Russian, or we're wherever you're currently residing why can't i celebrate that you know like like you know it's like saying we can't we only can celebrate july 4th and as african-americans we can't celebrate juneteenth no you know it's I, like i agree but with this across to me as I, yeah because like i always I always got confused man uh with my white co-workers my white friends or whatever when they're like oh um um 
Italian or I'm European or I'm Irish and I'm like you know what I mean I just thought that y'all were just one thing you know what I mean so like that's the same thing like if you part Irish and some Irish people win the cup you're gonna be proud of that part of your heritage that won that cup so that's all to me he was doing like they're African he was proud of his heritage of uh, being from Africa to win that World Cup so I really don't see nothing wrong because most people that you talk to they're gonna say they from here they from there and everywhere they're gonna always have something mixed in so they're proud of their heritage I mean that's what that's what you, you're supposed to be proud of your heritage America preaches and teaches that so but why is it but why is it like like you said your Caucasian friends they can they can honor and 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 celebrate St. Patrick's Day and all these other days that where their ancestors come from. Why is it a stigma on our celebration? I, <laughs> that's, I don't know. I got my opinion about that a little bit, wow. but it turns into a question that I have. Okay. Cause like, so you are gonna answer a question with a question, right? That's yeah. what we doing. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it sparked it sparked something in me, and it just made me think. Because I've heard in certain forums, um, you know, Caucasians or whoever speaking like that, uh, like this, like, why do blacks or African Americans have to make everything about race? So when you ask that question, it sparked this question from me. Like, do you feel as African Americans that we bring up race even when it's not a factor in that situ current situation not speaking on this trevor noah thing but just in general in general yeah yeah we do <laughs> but you know how the saying goes it, it, you know i'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna kill everybody and ask questions later <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> but that's how it that's how we feel you know what i'm saying we feel like we got to evaluate that first. Right. Like, is this a racist situation? Because we've been oppressed for so long that you have to look at it that way. Now, a sane person would be, okay, let me evaluate this quietly right. and not speak on it. Let me evaluate it and see where we are. Is it racist or isn't it racist? But yeah, I mean, that's the first thing that comes. Anytime I see something that's against minorities, whether it's black, white, just whatever right. but it's always we're such entrenched in racism in america that you can't help but that has to be the first step that you gotta eliminate that's the first step that you think like i said some people get out the way and be like it's racism without even thinking right you know what i'm saying but the first thought is yeah it's always going to be is this is this a racial situation and and if it's not then you go to the next step next. And, and then you try to evaluate and figure out what it really is but yeah, no doubt. Very well said, yeah. my brother. Very well said. For you, it doesn't happen for you like that. No, I do it the same way because I'm. I know that some people, you know, it's you have your people out there, and that's just gonna be like everything is racial this, racial that. When it's not, and I'm one that I sit back, just like you said, I evaluate it. Like, is this racism? And if I feel that there's a possibility, a little shred of evidence of racism then i'm gonna raise up that question to people but a lot of times it's not it's just like sometimes it's just us invoking that thought that because i'm black this didn't happen but at the same time when it does happen you know it and you have to stand up and acknowledge it because if not people that trend to keep going on so right i don't know you you said it you said it very well and i i agree with you 100 man this is um it just it just sparked something in me because I know a lot of time I've heard um, people say that like why do y'all bring a uh, race into it and then people are like oh, who is y'all <laughs> you know what I mean but uh, yeah it's I like, mean, but you gotta think about it who's I mean what's the only race in America that didn't ask to be here you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah so of all the people <laughs> that got to walk on Ellis Island <laughs> you know what I'm saying nah I guess. we weren't one of those you know what I'm saying so of course we we always gonna consistently have a chip on our shoulder rightfully so but again the same person will rationalize and identify what's the root cause of what's happened whatever the case may be um the noah situation nah it wasn't a racist it wasn't racial it was just it was just a misunderstanding and, and to be honest with you even with that i'd, I'd flip the script what if what if 
South Africa had a team and it had all these French guys on there and they won. Would the French be claiming like that was really a French team? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but it was a joke. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, the joke got totally taken out of context. It was just a joke. And he felt, you know, like hit dog holler. It just he hit, hit him hit him home, I guess. You and, know, so And that's what's that's what's happening now, man. Like everybody's being real sensitive about everything. You say something too sensitive. And we, too sensitive. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like, come on, man. Like like you said, it was a joke. Everybody knows that that's a joke. But obviously it might be some truth in that joke if you got mad. <laughs> uh, he, it was the truth. The truth is <laughs> I mean, come on. The truth is, those guys are African descent, and that's where they're from. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and part of him, I'm going to show part of Noah being prideful because he is from Africa, that he knows these guys. He's rooted for these guys. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, you you know, if someone's from your neighborhood, you know where they are. If they hit that that type of stardom, you know where they are. You know what I'm saying? He's right. the titlywink champion of the world. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to say that that AT alien, he's from, you know what I'm saying? He's from Georgia. You're going to give him his props, you know? <laughs> right. And I, but for them, I just think that maybe the French just don't win enough that they just, they felt slighted that he tried to put a little, do a little salt <laughs> on their championship a little bit, maybe. <laughs> Could be, man. Could be. I, I didn't take it like that when I saw the story and I saw the clip, so. I find it very hilarious myself. I think Trevor's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Smash. Let's jump into this wrap-up. Who you got first? Man, i like to uh, give a big shout-out to a lady that's making big waves in the makeup category. And that will be Miss Pat McGrath. Um, I know a lot earlier... Uh, this week, a lot of people tried to say Kylie Jenner was the first billionaire off of makeup, but she's really not. It's Pat McGrath, who is uh, a black lady from the UK who migrated to Jamaica and who just signed a $60 million deal with a New York based investment firm. And that has put her firm, her uh, firm valuating at a billion dollars. So she's the first person to. Uh, be a big makeup mogul so big shout outs to her and then for me I want to give a big shout out to Johanna Hayes who's running for US Congress um, this was if you guys remember in 1996 I mean 2016 I'm sorry President Barack Obama honored Hayes uh, by naming her National Teacher of the Year um, her She's running for, for Congress in Connecticut. And for her to go from her situation, from a poverty situation and, and aspiring to do these great things, like she said, she was she was left behind um, and not honored for her hard work for like years past. And then the year that she won the Teacher of the Year Award, she had just emptied everything in her life and, and the Obama administration uh, honor there for it so now she wants to take it and go on to to run for congress and like she said she said her decision for running for congress is inspired by people in her community who have been disengaged um by their struggles to find themselves reflected in their narrative and what i'm seeing most of the time is it's just like chance is get going get to chicago is and controlling that narrative this is awesome and i, I hope that the people of Connecticut sees the value in Miss Johanna Hayes, and um, I hope that you win. Big shots out to you. Oh, most deaf man. That's that's big things. Just like Obama was saying, we need more women in Congress. And look, she done stepped up and answered the call. <laughs> hey, but but this is funny, man, because I, I keep saying, man, if you got for you listeners, just go back and 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 look a little bit, man. These these women are are really positioning themselves it's, it's really a turn like we're we're kind of like being blindsided because we're looking at it like hey men we want african-american men to step up african-american men to step up but these women are quietly these african-american women are quietly making their move to be in these positions of power and i hope that we as people embrace it and take them for what they're worth you know and and, and see their the good that they can do versus they're male or female, you know, so no doubt. But big shots out to Johanna, Johanna Hayes, man. I, I'm glad to see that. And 
um, we definitely pull it for you. And yeah, and I want to give one more shout out, man. And these are to some young ladies, um, Bria Snell, India Skinner, and Michaela Sharif. Um, these young ladies were in a competition. Uh, they made it to the final round of the NASA Optimus Prime spinoff promotion and research challenge. They were the only female team and the only all black team. So they they ended up placing second. They built this uh, water filtration system where they were able to get all the lead out of water and make the water clean drinking uh, water. So and the thing about it, that reason why I made a lot of uh, headway is because when they were um, going up for the, was it like the public um, People's Choice Award is what they were going up for. They had some racist people who was trolling them on the internet. And they it was so bad that the competition had to stop the um, People's Choice Award because of this uh, all this hate that they were getting on social media through uh, the races. But anyway, like I said, they won second place, but they teamed up with this uh, other little girl who they call in um, Flint, Michigan. They call her little, what they call a little, little, little Miss Flint. And her name is Michaela Sharif. They te teamed up with her to, and other volunteers to hand out uh, like 150,000 uh, bottle, thousand, 150,000 uh, water bottles to the people of Michigan. So, cause they still don't have clean water up there, which surprises me. But um, between that, between then and now, they have distributed over 400,000, uh, 400,000 bottled water. And um, so they, they're trying to help get uh, Michigan back on their feet. And it's just, it's just good to see that these young girls and young youth people <laughs> are doing a lot to get um, America back going, man. Even when I don't understand why we can't get Flint back with clean water, but at least they're doing their part. That's right. Big shots out. That's the wrap up for the day. Uh, again, guys, uh, let us know what you guys are thinking. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, drop us an email. Send us some voice messages. Again, we would definitely want to add you guys into the show. Anything, any last words that smash? Man, I just say go out there and have a good week, everybody. I'm, I'm putting positive vibes in there. We all going to have a good week this week. Nothing bad, all good. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, well, all right. much love. Gotcha. We out. Peace. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Down in 3D. Light year group. Well, all right. You hear the noise? Ain't nobody but me and the boys.